Welcome to Learning Through Math, the podcast. I'm Laura at I Teach the Why. I'm Karina at Mrs. Cousins 5. Our mission is to inspire ourselves and others to keep learning and improving with passion. And hugs. You can find us at learningthroughmath.com and on Twitter at Laura and Karina. Come and join us on this journey of learning. Thanks for joining us. We are recording this in July of 2020. And welcome to episode six, Engaging Students While Distance Learning. And I just want to shout out Mm -hmm. to Jamie on Facebook who inspired this episode. She really encouraged us to talk about this, this subject. We wanted to wait until our district made a final decision, Mm -hmm. which they did at round what? 10 30 11 o'clock no, last night it was after midnight oh my gosh those poor people they had been I on know. since two o'clock in the afternoon yes wow yeah i was after midnight. i couldn't stay up i i was like i have to turn this off and no just well at around 10 o'clock i just turned on the hallmark channel because i couldn't i just couldn't <laughs> anymore too much so, yes. ma- so many decisions and you can't please anybody and- no and people have to realize we are literally in the middle of a global pandemic and we all have to give each other grace and kindness yeah we had a discussion right before this about what do we call this episode and because there's so many names right for online learning virtual learning distance learning homeschooling yes and that's a whole different it is idea but i said we should go with distance learning just because we're away from our kids right yeah when i think of online learning i think of a corporate platform that's already prepared virtual learning i would say that again that's another like corporate online platform to me distance learning just says you know we're still together but apart right (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I do want to go back to, listen, reflection is like my big... What we always I need always, to do. Yeah, and I always go back and reflect on what I've what I've done and what I've said and in the classroom, outside of the classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that I was thinking about our cute little sayings, yes. there's another one that, you know, in math, unfortunately, kids get taught tricks. So many of them. And I tell my students... There are no tricks in math. We are not magicians. We are mathematicians. Nice. I'll also flip that and say, sometimes I'll say, it's not magic, it's math. Oh, I love it. Yeah, so either way, I, I... it's something that we just continue to say in the in the classroom. I'm going to steal that one from <laughs> you too. There's three things we really think our focus should be for this episode. And one is going to be, we're going to talk about relationship building. Another one we're going to talk about programs, websites, or apps conducive to student engagement, and then also time management, not just for the kids, but for the teachers. Teachers. Mm -hmm. Because we're all in a state of overwhelmingness right now. Yeah. And the hardest thing with distance learning is that it's there, it's sitting there on your desk all the time. All the time. So you step away from it, you know, at, at the end of the day, at the quote end of unquote. the school day, but really... You don't. You don't. You go back to it. Like, that well, That was the hardest thing for me. It's just I, I continued to work until 9, 10 o'clock at night. And one thing that I got better with is I only used my computer during the school day for school stuff. Mm. And then when I was, quote unquote, finally done, whatever time that was, 
I shut my computer, and then I did my fun personal stuff on my iPad. Right. To kind of separate it mentally. Right. You know, this... Now, of course, when I was on my iPad, did I go on Twitter and look stuff up? And of course I did, because that's what I do. But to me, that that's the fun part. Right. <laughs> All right. So let's get started with okay. building relationships. This one is key. Mm-hmm. I'm going to a new school. I don't know any of the students. Right. Never met them. I know one staff member. And they don't member. know you. No, they don't know me either. I know one staff member because she was in a training that I facilitated years ago. But that's it. I've I've met my principal and assistant principal over Google Meet. Right. <laughs> uh, and we talk, but that's not the same as, as you know, face-to-face. Yeah. So what are some things that you think we should do to build relationships? What are some things that you plan on doing to build the relationships with Brand new kids that you've never had either. They might have seen you in the building, but they were fourth graders. So now they're in your class. Yeah, and I know a lot of schools have this idea of keeping the same kids in the same class. Right. Which was a a good way to do it because then at least they know each other. Mm -hmm. Uh, But our school did not decide to do that. I think my new school decided to do that. My old school did not. Yeah. So we have that whole social emotional learning. Mm -hmm. We call it morning meeting. Mm -hmm that our whole district, it's an initiative in our whole district. I think that is going to be an absolute key key where we we have to have the kids somehow in coming onto the computer at that time, whatever that time is going to be. Right. I mean, one thing that I did last, you know, in In our- spring. In our- Crisis management time. Crisis management. was to to do a lunch bunch. Oh. So I had students sign up for it and and list like two or three friends that they wanted to participate in it. Mm-hmm. And what ended up happening with um, the girls, the girls just wanted to sit with all of them. <laughs> so I just kind of opened it up to all the girls <laughs> and they came in and, and it, some of them showed up and some of them didn't and right. that was okay. And we just sat and we had our lunch. So like it was a regular lunch was it like of. a weekly thing? No, I mean, I wanted to do it as a weekly thing, but, you know, like of course, I, I, it, it got crazy there at the yes. end, especially. Because they wanted to be together all the time. Yes. And it was and it was funny because I had, in the afternoon, I would open up for like a half hour mm-hmm. if, if they had any questions or if they wanted help, but it was always the same kids right. coming. So really, we were socializing yes. every day at yes. the end of the day. Um, with those kids who really wanted to and needed to. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of your afternoon meeting. <laughs> right, right. So I think it's just important, though, to hold those kind, have those kinds of opportunities so that they can see each other mm-hmm. and talk to each other. And a lot of them, I mean, they're, they're fifth graders, so a lot of them already have their numbers. They have cell phones, most of them. <laughs> They are calling. your school. Yes, maybe my school. Not not my school. Um, they're they're they have a group chat. Yes, so they're they are socializing. Well, they're snapping. They're gramming. They're TikToking. TikToking. All of the ings. Yes. So they <laughs> you know they are socializing, but I, I I still do think that it is important for them to socialize with us. Yes. And still like in an academic kind mm-hmm. of safe area. Mm-hmm. So one thing I did this summer was my principal had opened up a Google Classroom for the school 
And I think, I, I don't know if it was just a select group or whatever. I think there's about 30 kids in there. And I told her at the beginning of the summer, I said, I'm going to still do Wonder Wednesday. It's a thing that I've been doing at the previous two schools. Yeah. I want to do it now. So now I'm just recording myself and putting it up there. And I have four to five regular kids that have been participating in it. So I feel like I've already gotten to know them because each yeah. week I've asked a specific question that has nothing to do with the Wonder Wednesday question. So it might have been, what's your favorite color? What's your favorite book? What's your favorite movie? Yes. Um, what What's your favorite... Uh, I'm trying to remember the other things that I did. But just so that, you know, I could connect with them on another level, yeah. not just academic. So as I showed them the form in my video, I answered the question first so that they got to know a little bit about me. Yeah. That you just reminded me of what I used what I did for morning the morning question. Mm -hmm. In your classroom? <laughs> in Google Classroom. Okay, okay. Every day I would ask a question, but I would also find a YouTube video, a short animation mm -hmm. clip. And there are hundreds of them on YouTube. Oh, I'm sure there's billions. <laughs> yeah. And they're good. They're like sweet. Some of them are sweet. Some of them make you think. Some of them are inappropriate. So you have to make sure that you view them first. But the kids, it was like a highlight of their so give me, day. Give me an example. I don't know what, <clears throat> what you mean. It was one video that I picked had to do with having butterflies in, in their stomach. Okay. And... A lot of my students didn't know what that actually meant. Oh my god! So one expression. So first we had a conversation. The question was, "What does butterflies in your stomach mean?" Mm -hmm. And um, because remember, I also have ELL students in right. that class. So right. they, so those this idioms, right? Yes. They don't know them. And then the second part of that question was, "When was a time that you had butterflies in your stomach?" Uh -huh. So they shared their experiences. Did you get to share yours? I didn't on this one because okay. it was just a morning question, but okay. it was something that we talked about later on when we met that same day, so live. Oh, uh -huh. um, but after, when I sent the survey out to see you know what the kids liked, a lot of them said that that was their the highlight of their day see? to watch that film. It's just a, it was just an easy way to start your day. You know, yes. and it was an, an attendance question, but really it was, it was just fun. It was just a fun way to start. Wow. And it wasn't, they weren't long. Some of them, the longest video was nine minutes. Uh-huh. Uh, the shortest was like three. Wow. The second part that we wanted to talk about was programs, websites, or apps conducive to student engagement. I don't know about you, but <clears throat> there, I was so overwhelmed in the spring with everybody saying oh look at this it's free this is free this is free look at this look at this look at that there's a lot and there's a lot out there so i think what people need to realize is maybe just pick one yeah and stick with it and you know what if you find that you don't like it switch to something else right but really, whatever we start using, we should keep using. Right. You don't want to overwhelm the kids either. That's, exactly. That's what happens. But I also want to say, you know, you might want to have a few in your pocket so that you, it doesn't get stale. St true. And maybe we do one, we use one program for six weeks and then change it up or something like right. that. Because we know that even in a traditional setting, it takes a solid three to six weeks for the kids to learn your routines. Yeah. So this is just going to be another routine. I agree with you, though, that at some point, 
things do need to be switched up. Yes. Let's discuss some of them. Uh, We're not going to go into depth with them, but we will link them in the show notes. So if you wanted to explore, get more information about them, um, they're there. So these, the ones that you're going to list are basically your favorites. Yeah. Top of the list is Pear Deck. Pear Deck is an easy way to make your slides interactive. So what that means is I have a slide up, like a regular slideshow that I've created on Google Slides. Our district uses Google. Right. right. Yep, they are. You can download it for PowerPoint too. Okay. And the kids can see the slideshow on their monitor, on their Mm -hmm. screen. But it also asks them questions. So they can either type in an answer, drag an icon for their choice, circle something, draw something. Um, There's lots of different options there but it's engaging for students because they are now participating in the live lesson oh. and as a teacher you can see their responses okay and I'm download them that out. another great one is flipgrid I, I know a lot of teachers have been using that it's a great video discussion that you can have with kids so check that out if you don't know flipgrid uh nearpod is one that i just found just this week with our district mm-hmm. i think that they've purchased a a subscription for oh. it uh, and it's very similar to Pear Deck so I'm really excited <laughs> well since I don't know Pear Deck I'm not going to get excited about right, Nearpod right. either well I think you should you should look at Nearpod I think okay. you would like it okay. Nearpod is great of course BrainPop is a great platform to mm-hmm. use with informative videos and they're engaging mm-hmm. and the kids love them and I do and like the questions at the yes, end. Like there's, there's other things right, a- the along with quizzes. it. The last one I want to just discuss too is GeoGebra. There's different apps that you can search for and the manipulatives are like they they, they can move and they can, can do, do stuff. Right, it's them. like visual models okay. that can be seen. So that's another great one. Is that free? Yes. Okay. I'll just talk about three really quick Jamboard, which I have to get myself familiar with. It's in our Google suite that our district mm-hmm. has, you know, the license to. You showed me this morning, whiteboard.fi. Yes. So I totally have to look at that. And the third one that I'm going to mention is Braining Camp, which is another virtual manipulative platform. It is not free, but they do have free trials. You also just showed me Do Inc. What? Yes. What? That looks so fun. I'm going to have to explore that one. Yeah. And and there's a whole, I mean, listen, this is a deep rabbit hole you can go into, right? <laughs> yes. So there's this whole idea of Which gamifying again, your right. classroom. Alice Keeler has posted blog posts on it, uh, has created free templates that you can use you can download which i've downloaded but i haven't played around with it but i'm really looking forward to doing that there's tech like a pirate by matt miller there's a teacher on on twitter that i follow too michael matera and he talks about gamifying your class okay that's a whole different level you're there (laughs) you're there i am not there but it's important to have those resources available yes we encourage you to look at them and if you have others please let us know because i'm always looking for (laughs) you know diving deeper into that rabbit hole yes The third topic we really wanted to stress was about time management. Yeah, and we discussed quickly at the beginning how important it is to step away from your computer when the end of the day comes. Mm -hmm. I think we also need to keep in mind a couple things. One, less is more. Yes. 
to let's not just use these platforms for the sake of kids using them. Like, let's have a point for it. Yeah, and I think that that's what happened in March and April and May, Mm -hmm. right? Because we were just, we didn't know what we were doing. We were just trying to survive. And and really, we, so many of us were since, I mean, we were sincerely doing the best that we could. And I don't think people know how many hours we put into it beyond our contract day. And do we represent all teachers? No. You know where I'm going with this. Yes, yeah. The other thing I want to talk about is moving from Googling to thinking. I saw that on We Are Teachers on Facebook the other day, and I thought, ooh, that's really, really important. We can't just have those low-level, remember Bloom's Taxonomy, the recall, you know, level one kinds of questions, because I love that quote that you reminded me of, from Alice Keeler that if we can Google it, it's obsolete. Yeah. Forget it. There's no point in that if that's the end goal. Right. 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 And yes, there there are things we need to know and memorize. After our kids are with us in our live lessons or they watch it on video later, I think a really important thing to keep in mind is what's our end goal for these kids. Mm -hmm. We want them to become thinkers, not just doers of whatever subject we're doing. We don't need robots. We don't need regurgitators. We want them to think. Two sites that I absolutely love are Open Middle. Yes. Robert and Annette have given us a great platform for that. If you have not looked at openmiddle.com, I do it. I can't (laughs) stress it enough. And then Enrich, which is N, the letter N, rich, .maths.org. I think it's from the UK. That's another great site of making kids think about the math, not just doing math. One thing that I've also noticed mm-hmm. is that a lot of great resources are free. Yes. So if you have to pay for it, double, th- like, think about it yeah. again. Yeah. And maybe reach out to us and say, hey, do you know of a free site that does whatever this is? Yeah. Right? Yeah. One of my favorite books is Good Questions for Math Teaching, which is on our resources page, which we'll also link to the show notes, because it gives those Mm open-ended math questions. Something like, you know, there's some digits missing from here, but here's the difference. What could those digits be? Mm -hmm. And things like that are the things that get kids excited, I think, because it's also like a puzzle that they're trying to solve. Right. And any of those low floor, high ceiling type of questions. Yes. Our challenge for you this week is to take one thing and dive deep into it. Don't go down the rabbit hole of every single platform. Every I can't I can't promise that, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> I know, me too. But this is our challenge. Okay. Our challenge is for our listeners to go down one rabbit hole. Okay. Go deep into one site and give us feedback on it. Because if you know a a listener, if you know a site that we don't know of, that you are like, oh, this is amazing. We do want to know about it. We do. So you see, we have have so many rabbit holes, we can't even keep up with them. But that's okay. We can't. 
Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and give us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform. We invite you to join the conversation on Twitter by using the hashtag learningthroughmath. We'd love to hear your feedback. Make sure to tag us at Laura and Karina. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. To you too. Thank you.